0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Macro Compass. Let's analyze the fresh US inflation report together. First, let's set the stage. We are now at that funny phase of the cycle when we all look at the most lagging macro indicator of all, which is inflation, and we try to assess how late this time the Fed is going to be. Let me remind you what happened in 2021. There was a gigantic amount of fiscal stimulus and credit creation that led to a red hot economy. And yet the Fed was still doing QE and imposing negative real rates because, you know, inflation was subdued. And as we speak, the economy is growing slowly and the housing market is frozen. Still, the Fed is very likely to impose positive real rates to the tune of 100 basis point plus and QT for much longer than needed while it awaits for the ultimate confirmation that, yes, they have damaged the economy for good. And today's inflation report sent another clear message in that direction. To all the disinflationary soft lending cheerleaders out there, you can forget about it. So, in this macro pace, we will have a deep look into the just released CPI report. We will assess its subcomponents according to Powell's own approach and therefore try to derive what will be the likely Fed's response to these updated inflation figures. Also, we will draw our own conclusions on what this means for macro and markets ahead, with a particular focus on the bond and the stock market, and considerations on the portfolio strategy for medium-term investors. First of all, how do you analyze inflation numbers? It's become pretty easy since the last three to four months, because we can just use the approach that the Fed uses. It might not be the best way to do it, but it's the only one that matters in the end. In a speech released a few months ago, Powell told us that he divides inflation into three main categories, core goods, housing, and services ex-housing inflation. And according to the Fed, this is how things stand today. Core goods are in a disinflationary trend due to the post-pandemic economic recalibration back to services and to the fact that global supply chains are now easing. Housing inflation lags what happens on the ground, so it will probably keep increasing for a bit and then start declining in line with the much softer rents that we have seen recently. And third, services ex-housing inflation. This is where the Fed pays the most attention and where they want to see sustained progress to 2%. Now, let's analyze today's inflation numbers following the Fed's approach of dividing inflation into three main categories. Let's start from core goods prices. They are still in a disinflationary trend, but one thing is to notice is that the powerful impulse, the power the powerful deflationary impulse even seems to be alleviating. The excessive imbalance between the sizable goods inventories that have been built over the last 6 to 12 months and the rapidly declining demand had led to outright core goods deflation. As you can see in the first chart of the article, the three month and six months annualized rate of change of core goods inflation was negative. There was outright deflation in this category, but prices seem to be bottoming here. We have had the first evidence, even if not reflected yet in the CPI report, that used car prices might have bottomed, for example. Nevertheless, it's good to consider that freight costs have materially decreased. So the cost of shipping goods has decreased. And as shown by the New York Fed, the global supply chain keeps normalizing. You can see the chart in the article that shows the standard deviation of the global supply chain index from the average value. And it's, by the way, right now, roughly at its multi-decade average. So, So global supply chains are normalizing. Fright costs have materially decreased. This is good for the disinflationary trend in core goods. So overall, core goods might still be looking benign uh, from an inflation perspective for the Fed. But one thing to remember is that the disinflationary tailwinds might actually be alleviating here. The hot topics, though, for the Fed are housing inflation. Most importantly, Powell's preferred measure, which is Core Services X housing inflation, And in this report, there was important news on both fronts, and the messages that are coming from the bond market in particular couldn't be any louder. In the remaining part of the article, we'll dig into housing inflation and Powell's preferred measure of inflation core services ex-housing. We will assess how the bond market and the equity market are reacting, what are they telling us, and how medium-term investors should approach such a macro environment in their portfolio positioning. The rest of the article is reserved to paid subscribers of the Macro Compass. So come and join this vibrant community of macro investors. You can check out which subscription tier suits you the most using the link at the end of the article, or you can go and visit the website. You can also find the link at the end of the article. I will talk to you guys again with an update next week.